0: Welcome to, and the award goes to, a weekly podcast where we see the newest films to hit theaters, giving our thoughts, impressions, and finally, an award to a particular thing in the movie. My name is J.T. Atkins, and with me is... Rocky Rodoy Rocky, what did we... Uh, first of all, Happy New Year's. Yes, it's... Happy New Year. <laughs> it's, uh, it's our first episode of 2018. It it's is. Not, it's not going to be our top 10 of 2017, though. We're going to do that really next week. Yeah, it'll be our next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're just doing a regular movie review on this one. But yeah, it's our first episode of 2018. Hopefully, everyone's... New Year's off to a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we... What's our first episode of 2018 about? What movie did we see?
1: We're reviewing Shape of Water. The
0: Shape of Water. Yeah. Who was it directed by?
1: It is direct and directed and written by Guillermo del Toro.
0: Is that... Uh, so I'm not too familiar with his work. I've seen, like, uh, like one of the Hellboys, like Hellboy 2, which mm-hmm. I liked, but it was years ago. And uh, Pacific Rim, which I thought was pretty fun, but I didn't get, like, super into uh, is that popular for him to write and direct
1: yeah. stuff? Yeah, he does oh, okay. that with all of his movies, except for maybe maybe Blade 2 he may not write. I think he co-wrote that, though. Oh, okay. Um, But yeah, all of his other films, uh, Kronos, uh, Devil's Backbone, yeah. Pan's Labyrinth, uh, both Hellboy films, <laughs> Crimson Peak, Pacific oh, okay. Rim, they're, they're all written by him as well.
0: It, does he have his own production company?
1: Yes. I'm not quite sure of the name though. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I figured he'd like with something with as big as he usually with as independent as he usually does his own stuff. He's, he seems like he's very in control of his own projects, so right. figured he probably had his own production company mm-hmm. or something. So he directed it and wrote it. Yes. Who
1: was in the movie? Uh Doug Jones, uh Silly Hawkins, uh Michael Shannon, mm-hmm. Richard Jenkins. Octavia Octavia Spencer, right? I is her name? Right. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. And uh, goddamn, what's the guy think of? Ah, shit! I forgot the guy that plays the Russian scientist. Oh, oh. Who who? What's the name of the
0: guy? You named a couple of them that I don't know. What's the name of the guy that plays the monster? Doug Jones. Oh, okay, Doug Jones. Who him and uh, which he was, the monster in Hellboy too, right? Yeah, who he's Abe Sapien. The, he's the yeah monster quote unquote he's the uh water guy mm-hmm. and uh it looks strikingly similar to this one yeah i actually heard track. like i went and saw it with my friend amber and she was actually like yeah i've seen hellboy and uh she's like is this one a prequel or something i was like Oh Think no. it is. I don't think the monster has <laughs> uh-huh. anything to do. I was like, they look kind of alike, and yeah. then I even heard that it was the same actor, so yeah, I was like, was Doug Jones. Is it a thing? And then when I watched, it, I was like, nah, look at this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you find the name that you were looking for? Like, oh, yes, Michael you... Sto- Stolberg, okay, that was the Russian uh scientist, yeah, doctor but, guy, that's yeah, a doctor at okay. the
1: facility that wants to not kill the monster the monster yeah he doesn't even yeah. have a name does he he's just kind of just cried as the amphibian man oh okay yeah
0: so yeah that's all the info I mean, what did you what did you think of it i thought it was really good yeah i did not as much <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah well i mean i guess we're gonna go ahead and get directly into that because as we were talking about before we started the show Neither one of us really have any news today. Yeah, there's Cause it's no like, news because the holidays. nothing going on. Yeah. It's like the whole year is done with movies. It was the holiday season. The new year was starting. Everything, like all the big stuff has finally come out and everything. It yeah. was just like the year was wrapped up and I... I saw like one article about Shazam or something and I was like, <laughs> I don't give a shit about this. Right. So yeah. Other than that, I, I mean, and like you said, before we started recording, like everything seems to be kind of about black mirror right now, which yeah. is cool. Like, like the only, yes. The yeah. think
1: people are really talking about.
0: Yeah. Which is, uh, I've seen a couple episodes of it so far and I'm, I'm digging it. Um, it's black mirror. So that's good. Sure. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really happening in the world of movie news at the moment, though. At least that, that we fucking know of. All yeah, right. sure. But, uh, We'll go ahead and get into the, our review of The Shape of Water. Um, uh, spoiler non-spoilers?
1: Not spoilers. Okay. For now. Yeah. So, non-spoilers. Your thoughts. My thoughts? I think yeah. that the... Uh, I, I, I thought I was going to love this movie. I thought it was going to be in my top three films of the year because you... it was... You expected that much of it? Yeah. I really? mean, all the reviews were so high for they it. They were super high. <laughs> and and uh, I had a really, really high expectations. I really, really yeah. liked this film, but it I was didn't love it. performing
0: like crazy good at festivals and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. It was like all over the place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was really, really good. I think that... Um, some of the issues of tackles, I think is really good. I think that everything looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. It has just the the creativity that Guillermo del Toro usually has and just how it looks and how it feels and everything. And I think that like how much is made for, um, it was only made for $19.5 million. Damn, that's not bad. So there is no fucking reason... <laughs> <laughs> that Marvel and DC movie should be spending $300, $400 million Yeah, because this movie looked, movie looked good. Yeah. It
0: looked really good. Especially, it's a fucking period piece, too. Yeah. It's back in, like, the 50s. Mm-hmm. And so they only spent that much money. Like, there was parts of that movie. Not a lot of it takes place outside, but there's parts of it where they're walking, like, down the sidewalk into diners with, like, 50s cars driving by. And that's yeah. only
1: 19 million? Jeez. Yeah, 19.5 million. Uh, yeah, me and uh, Chris were talking while we were watching movies the other night, and, uh... The couple of films we watch, one was made for two million, which yeah. is Good Time, which we reviewed earlier. Was oh made for $2 yeah, two million yeah. dollars. And then Hell uh, really or High way. Water, we also watched. is made for twelve million. Wow. It's like, yeah. why wouldn't Marvel or DC or these films? Why wouldn't they <sighs> shoot film on a smaller budget and then they get more money oh, in return? I mean, you make right. more money back. Like, you th- <laughs> yeah, you think they would
0: adopt the? Because uh, you know we've talked about it before. One of the, at least for me, I think one of the best business models that they have out there right now is the fucking like Blumhouse Productions, where sure. they just they make super cheap horror movies mm-hmm. and they fucking make their money back like crazy. Yeah, sure. And it's such a good idea. Like yeah. some of some of them don't hit. Some of them are they do hit, but they're like the mainstream kind of popular jump scare bull crap that a lot of people seem to like. But still, like they're making their money. They don't you you don't need to spend three hundred million dollars right. to have two guys fight each other or yeah. something. Like it just right. it doesn't need to happen. So yeah, that's really surprising though, especially With this movie, because like I said, it was, uh, it takes place in the 50s. Mm -hmm. And there's some stuff that's like, yeah, this is the 50s. And there's not that much of it outside that you can't really control. Because a lot of it's like in the, uh, like in the facility that the main character works in, or like in their apartment complex, or which is like over an old theater. Um, like a lot of it's kind of in those places. Mm -hmm. So you don't really have too much work you have to do to make that look like the 50s. At least you don't have to spend too much money on it. But, that's still, that's really surprising. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you, like, was there anything in particular that you absolutely loved about the movie, or did you have anything that you kind of was just like, because you said you expected to, it seems like from what I'm hearing from you, you seem to expect it a lot more than you actually did. So, what was something of it that was like, oh, that's not as good as I thought it would be?
1: Or? Um, it's not something like that, was it, I, I don't know, I, I just felt like the relationship, which we'll get into more, mm-hmm. um. Like I get why the movie's a fairy tale. Yeah. And it ends as a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I felt like it should have been a little bit more of a pessimistic ending. Oh, okay. Like the film should be been a bit more pessimistic. Yeah. Um I uh, I think Is acting, that usually
0: how he does this stuff?
1: No, no, um, no. I mean like that. his movies aren't his there, there's a general misconception that his movies are horror films. His, yeah. He doesn't make horror films. He makes movies with monsters in them. Yeah, yeah. And
0: his, um, Some of his stuff seems like... I've never really considered him like a horror guy. Yeah. But some of his stuff just seems like the, the things that he can imagine seems kind of unsettling a little bit. Yeah, right. Almost in like a more Lovecraftian, crafty love craft love craftian version of like david lynch or something yeah right that's what i've always seen from his stuff mainly from the stuff i've seen of like pan's labyrinth or whatever right. and it looks a little weird yeah but i didn't think it would be like scary scary unless you were like a kid or something mm-hmm. but i
1: don't know yeah no i mean he makes fantasy films he makes fairy tales that are dark he yeah. Makes dark fairy tales which is a, which this is um even in how the movie starts it has oh. kind of like a narration, yeah. of Like a, almost like the opening of a fairy tale book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that um. I I guess there's just some of the stuff, and there's a couple scenes where I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't know if this is needed in here. It can get cut. Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or not. It's already a, a pretty scenes, short movie, so. though. It's not yeah that yeah long. yeah yeah it, it felt scene, long to me i didn't think it, i think that <laughs> it was I think like, it moved really it, fast it was like
0: dunkirk and blade runner 2049 levels so oh, long no. for me i'm sitting there watching no and i was like when is this over
1: yeah i don't agree with that i think i think it just kept on moving but at <laughs> oh, a pretty man. brisk pace um yeah i don't think there was too many throwaway scenes there's like just a couple that are in there that are just like ah yeah. f- I don't know how I feel about this.
0: I didn't really like. I didn't really think there were too many throwaway scenes either. Mm-hmm. It's just that a lot of the stuff that was happening in the movie with the characters and the plot and the, like the story and everything, I just didn't care about. Really, like, I was trying to get invested in it, and I just couldn't do it. I like the uh, Sally Hawkins, the lead, mm-hmm. the lead uh, actress. Uh, what's her name in the movie?
1: Do you remember? It? Uh, I don't remember. It, I remember it. Um... God damn it, hold on. Yeah, I have for a second. Uh, Elisa. Eli- Elisa? A- Elisa Sposito. Okay. Eliza. Eliza. Eliza, Eliza. Yeah. Eliza. okay, yeah. okay. I,
0: I, I like her as a character. Mm-hmm. I just didn't get invested in, like, anything that she was trying to do, and I like the idea of, like, the monster. I just, like, didn't get into I felt bad for him at, like, some point. It's kind of, like, where it's really obvious where they're doing stuff, and it's like, all right, well, of course I feel bad for the guy, but... Yeah, I don't know. There was, was, like, nothing that just really, like, dragged me into the movie. I was pretty into it for maybe about the first 10 or 15 minutes. And then it just felt like it wasn't really going to go anywhere It'll for me. And mm-hmm. so that's where I kind of, like, fell out of it. I was like, oh, this isn't, like... I just I just didn't feel like too much happened. And so I was kind of bored
1: Well, most I mean, of the time. it's not a big, high-adventure film. It's, it's not. About, yeah,
0: I wasn't it, expecting it
1: either. It's about prejudice, and it's about... People being lonely, yeah, at a time whenever there really wasn't a big spectrum of being different, yeah, yeah. You know, that one of the uh,
0: characters in it is uh gay, yeah, he's gay, and,
1: and... He, it's just there's no place for them in society, yeah, yeah. um, at that time. And he's he's he, his character's really good, Richard Jenkins' character's mm-hmm. really good. He's yeah, so he's lonely, good. and he's so you know, he's such an outsider because he just doesn't fit into that time yeah. period, yeah. um, and uh. He just keeps on getting, keeps on hitting roadblocks he's just in his life. I yeah. mean, that don't even have to do with his sexual orientation, but just yeah, like yeah. other like,
0: things. His like personal
1: projects yeah, that he's trying his, to work yeah, on. Yeah. Just in his life. Um, and Celia so like, Hawkins, you know, she, she's, um, Eliza is just, she's just mute, she's lonely, and mm-hmm. she doesn't feel like anybody understands her. And um, I
0: love the idea of that mm-hmm. following a, not even just a silent protagonist, but a, like actual mute protagonist Uh who's communicating through actions and you know uh sign language Uh stuff like that like i like the idea of it and i i like the idea of bringing two uh not necessarily mute but on kind of unable to communicate uh like people you bring them together and you tell the romance story about them Uh and so it's uh eliza and the merman or whatever and uh He can't he's not a human so he can't talk and she is a human but she's mute so she can't talk and so I like that idea and bring it and like having them uh having them bond through her kind of teaching him some words through sign language and him kind of getting some of it, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I just don't care about this movie oh man oh mean? I was hoping it was gonna be good I was hoping it, it is I was gonna good like it. That's, yeah yeah sorry sorry it's it's it's, it's re- being good is a relative term yeah. it's, it's it's for a, it's whoever a Matter of opinion yeah it's yeah. for whoever likes it and I didn't like it so I'm not saying that the movie isn't good because it seems like a pretty well done movie mm-hmm. I just didn't care about like anything in it really
1: like, anything I was so, trying what so all did you like about the film?
0: It was, it was mainly the characters. Really? Like, none of the characters in it, like, made... I, I liked Michael Shannon's character. Mm-hmm. I liked his. And then I realized, like, nothing... It, it just felt like nothing was really happening with him. Like, I liked uh, Eliza when she was first introduced. And then I was like, okay, well, she's just lonely and wants to be with this guy, uh, this monster guy. And so they're hanging out and chatting. So that's it. And then like Michael Shannon's character, I'm like, okay, he's like the bad guy who like wants to make sure they keep this monster here and he's like trying to do experiments on him because like he's under pressure from his like supervisors and like people like his people higher than him in the government like wanting other purposes for the monster and all this kind of stuff. So like he's under pressure from all that, so he's trying to perform with that. But like he establishes his power. Uh, through like control of like other people in the facility more like specifically like eliza and the other uh, octavia spencer's character i can't Mm -hmm. remember her name but they're like you know janitors in the place Mm -hmm. and they're women in Mm -hmm. the 50s and so like he's establishing control over them and that's how he kind of gets his power like he that's how he gets off and so i like that idea of the character and then i just felt like that's all it was and i wasn't doing it like i didn't feel like he really had an arc or anything that that's the thing like I kind of feel like no one really has arcs in this movie. Like Eliza's character kind of does. Cause she eventually, um, she like acts on her stuff and takes actions and does some other stuff as we'll get into in spoilers. But yeah,
1: I just like, I did, I just didn't connect with any of the characters. Yeah. I, uh, I mean the whole idea is that, that it's a monster movie, but the monsters a human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like most fairy tales, most fairy tales don't have a lot of characters with arcs. It's supposed to be a love story, but the thing about it is, is that um, I don't know. I can't really talk about it without, uh, without spoilers. But it's really a woman that's lonely and trying to find a something that she can connect to. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, this doesn't understand. If you don't understand it, like they don't understand me." But the thing about the arc is that she falls in love with something that doesn't comprehend love do you, do you think the monster man doesn't comprehend love i don't think he does and i think it okay. should have been more of a point that, uh, that's okay. what it should have been is that she falls in love with it but i think it should have been pessimistic in the idea that it doesn't understand yeah. well let's go ahead and get into the <laughs> spoiler so you can elaborate on yeah. that thing, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm interested in that point but uh uh pre-spoilers real quick something you'd recommend yes definitely definitely a pass for me but uh definitely definitely a recommendation for me (laughs) all right so let's go ahead and get in the spoilers in so what do you like elaborate on that then like what do you mean like you don't think the monster man was having the reciprocal he was reciprocating her i mean by the end you
1: figure out that he is reciprocating he saves her life and everything like that but i think that it shouldn't have been you know that i mean it's such a dark pessimistic ending does work for such a like, fairytale-esque story yeah. for him, where if she just gets killed at the end, he does a healer and just, like, goes and leaves, like, like it definitely has, like, almost, like, a dog type of sensibility, like, a dog can tell whenever you're sad or something okay. like that, yeah. you know, so Richard Jenkins is sad and all that, or he hurts Richard Jenkins at one point, like, heals him or whatever, Yeah, but I think that was just, like, kind of second nature like it's just something he realizes i don't think he comprehended fully Uh, what happens just like he doesn't comprehend love but she's in love with him so i think that's like you fall in love like a woman falling in love with a fucking wolf or some shit yeah where it's like i'm in love with you but you're an animal and you don't comprehend it it's a different kind of love like affection is different on both sides of the spectrum
0: so you don't you don't think he was feeling so, you don't think he was feeling anything when she was
1: there, like, in the facility with him? Where she's, like, the only one treating him kind? And... Well, yeah. I mean, just, like, a dog that you're nice to. Yeah. Like, whenever you're nice to an animal, they're going to react to you, you know? Yeah. Then she kidnaps and keeps him there and everything. Like, she fucks it and stuff. <laughs> she, fucks, she fucks it a couple times. Uh, but it's, like, uh... it's animal nature. To fuck, you yeah. know? So, um, she, uh, um... The thing is that he, it should have been more on the side of he doesn't fully understand, which I think is something that's going through, like, um, like, I think there's a lot of scenes where she's, like, trying to communicate to and he's just kind of, like, doing the same thing, like, egg, like, oh egg, okay, yeah whatever, but he doesn't understand what he's doing, you know, it's not like a toddler or anything like that. That's
0: something that I felt, like, was going on a little bit in the movie is that, like, or at least I questioned was when they were communicating, when she's teaching him words through sign language, I was like, yeah, we get the subtitles here. Like he's saying it back, but does, does he fucking know what he's saying? Does he like, does he understand that he's communicating something back? Like what's going on here? Yeah. And then later on in the movie after, I guess like he spends like what, maybe a week or two with her outside of the facility mm-hmm. after he escapes. And like, so maybe he did learn some stuff. Cause it seemed like they were actually talking at one point. Mm-hmm. So like I guess he learned how to communicate, but it yeah. still wasn't on like a crazy good level. It was just basic
1: stuff. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that he just needed to be, it needed to be fully at the end of it. It needed to be him just kind of like going off on his own. Yeah, and her being alone still. Like that should have been the ending. But why do you why do you think it should have been that way? Because of what made sense. Like, having him as a character just, like, falls in love and all that stuff, like, why? Yeah. Like, he doesn't understand people. Like, he doesn't... I don't feel like he fully understands people. Like,
0: do, you, do you feel like it just wasn't... Like, do you think that was the director's intention? Or do you think that's something that you're just like, this character makes sense this way and so it should have been this way? Like, do you think in the movie he doesn't... Do you... Is it? Is it that you think he doesn't understand it? Or, like... Like, in your head, like, is it... Do you think he shouldn't have understood it, and he does, or do you think he actually doesn't?
1: I think that he was trying to... I think that he understands it to some extent. And I think Guillermo del Toro was trying to show in different scenes that he doesn't fully comprehend. But she really wants him to understand. Like, Mm -hmm. in her mind, he does understand. Yeah. And by the end of it, whenever they end up together or whatever was in like, oh no, he got it. He understood everything, like but it's also like I mean, it it, it kind of was or it was kinda of like it to where it's like, oh well I'll connect this person like, you know, somebody's pet and oh you hurt my master and I attack Yeah. At yeah. retaliation. Yeah. Um the only thing that kinda of takes away from that is that at the end is um they're kinda of ending up together. But I think that it really I, I think that he did for the most part, really go through with what it said, where it's just like, she's in love, but it's more of a one sided type love. Yeah. You know, like he's, he's reacting to what she does. It's not anything that he's doing on his own. Yeah. Like she has to keep him alive. She has to like, there's a part where he's looking on the rain. He sees the water. He wants to leave. He wants to go. Yeah. But she's like, she can't take the loneliness coming back of, Hey, I, I need you in my life. Cause I have nothing else. Yeah. You know, um, and it's, it's, it's so very sad. Like, it's just, it's a really sad film if you really think about it. But, um, I just think that by the end of it, it was like the happy ending, but I think it should have been a little bit darker of an ending for me.
0: Hmm. So what, yeah. do you, what do you think, ha- what do you think happens after the ending where, uh, where, cause like they get tracked down by, uh, the guy, Michael Shannon's character. Mm. Um, he shoots her and him mm. Uh, the monster comes back and like heals himself, kills Michael Shannon, heals Eliza when they're on the water together, hmm. and then makes her fucking scars into gills. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you what do you what do you think happens after
1: that? They go and live happily ever after.
0: <laughs> she's she's gonna be a water creature now. Yeah.
1: There's no place for her like yeah, she she doesn't fit into the society of the fifties, you know, or whatever. She's a woman. She can't speak. She, yeah, no. she has her only friend is a elderly gay man. Yeah, you know, it's, she <laughs> she doesn't have anything going for her. No, no, definitely. And, uh, yeah, she has to be looked out for by other people. Yep, not only him but Octavia Spencer's character. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just it's it, she's such she's a really tragic type character. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah the only thing I think that could have been taken out of this movie though was um the Russian storyline like I get it was supposed to go with the Russian scare of the 50s and all that yeah but they could have just taken all that out and just had him be a regular scientist that wanted no, to yeah. help he didn't there, have to there was like some like space race subplot double, stuff yeah and like, uh, he'd had to okay. be a double he'd had to be a double agent I, yeah. I mean I I didn't mind that stuff in the story it just wasn't really neat he could have taken that out and just make him a scientist that wants to help Yeah, yeah, trim it down a little bit um I don't know. Uh, what were your thoughts?
0: <laughs> I don't.
1: I don't have too many.
0: <laughs> I. Uh, you know how you. You know how you sometimes say. You know how like you'll go through a movie and you'll just be like, it's like, it's either like I've heard you say before that you nothinged it. Yeah. That's what I did with this movie. Really? Yeah. Where I was just like, there's like nothing... I just don't care. Like uh-huh. I. This is. Like, it's not even enough for me to hate it or anything. Like, it's... Even though I've, I've said that, I'm like, yeah, I fucking hated this movie. But it was just, like... I was just bored. I, uh... I'd i like to think that most of the time I'm not the kind of guy that needs, like... I don't think I'm the kind of guy that needs, like, crazy action in my movies or, like, explosions or, like, fucking, like, crazy, like, conflict of people fighting. And stuff. I don't think I'm that kind of guy. I think I appreciate other kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing about this one was particularly interesting like it's supposed to be like a love story a romance movie and it's like if you really want to get me into a romance movie like my favorite my favorite romance movie is eternal sunshine of the spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. it's like i kind of need something a little interesting going on mm-hmm. like some like something like kind of intriguing kind of happening and the most intriguing thing in this movie is that the one half of the romantic couple of the movie is a monster from the Amazon River that they capture and bring to study. Um, like it, the it looks really cool though. Mm-hmm. That fucking suit, the special effects with that mm-hmm. looks fucking awesome. I mean, the whole movie looks really good. Mm-hmm. The direction that Guillermo del, del Toro takes is just like it looks really pretty. Mm-hmm. Like the colors in it are really nice. The set locations, the care, like how the characters are presented, like their makeup and like everything, like the when something like happens it can be like really weird and crazy like where uh michael shannon's character gets his uh fingers like bitten off and stuff mm-hmm. and there's like blood everywhere and he's you can see his hand and then he gets them putting them back on but they're just like rotting yeah, off rotting and off, yeah. which i didn't really like understand if it was like is that a metaphor for something about yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's it's uh it ties back into almost like what he was saying in like the bathroom like it's just he's he's so strong-headed like, we he just like, yeah, a man can either wash his hands before or after he goes to the bathroom. A man that washes his hands twice. That's probably my favorite scene character. Of the
0: movie. <laughs> and, uh. He's just like standing there like Superman with his hands on his head. Yeah. like yeah. peeing. You, say, you ever jar. see people piss like that in bathrooms? No. I hate when people pee like I've that never in bathrooms. Really? You never like seen that. it? Oh my no. God. I hate when people piss it.
1: like that when they just sit there with their hands on their hips and just <laughs> peeing like. <laughs> in the fucking urinal. I hate that shit. I don't um, think I've never um, seen that. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I don't know if I consider a romance film, though. That's the thing. I don't, I don't consider a romance movie. Really? No. It absolutely is. It's not, though.
0: It is. No, it's not. Yeah. What, what would you consider a romance, then? Like, what do you consider a romance movie? I consider a romance film whenever both characters know that they're in a romance. So, so you don't think a romance movie could be a romance movie if it was just about unrequited love, where one person is wanting the relationship while the other one isn't? It? No, it's isn't? Just, cause... no,
1: it's just a drama, then.
0: Okay. I, I think know.
1: a rom- rom- romance film is like, it's romantic, and this yeah. film isn't romantic. It has visions of a lonely person romanticizing a situation. But wouldn't
0: that be considered romance, though? Is that the romance that she's imagining and that she's trying to establish and she's trying to portray? And. It doesn't end up, or it does for her, I guess. In the and that's the thing; like, it does end up becoming that for her in the end. So, wouldn't that be a romance? Like, I think it's just it's just a fairy
1: tale. I don't think it's a romance. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't call I wouldn't call Sleeping Beauty a romance film. Really? Yeah, I would call it a fantasy film. It's a <laughs> fairy tale. It's a it's a cartoon fairy tale film yeah. that has romantic qualities in it. I wouldn't call, you know, okay. things like a uh, science fiction with a big romance in it, a room. A romance film like yeah. uh with a big love story going on throughout it
0: i mean i mean then we're just getting i think we're getting into technical like multiple genres and subgenres, and mm-hmm. so like i think you could like for for like the amount like you know how some people they'll just sit here and be like oh it's sci-fi apocalyptic blah 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 like you have like three fucking slashes like describing what it is mm-hmm. like I think you can do that especially with this one because it's very I think it's very heavy handed with romance stuff even if you don't consider a, a romantic movie primarily I think it still could be of be considered a romance movie in some way just because yeah. the main plot of it revolves around the romance yeah or even if it is just a one-sided romance it revolves around eliza trying to sorry i'm trying to make myself care about this movie so i can talk about it but i just don't care
1: yeah um no <laughs> yeah, no i don't you I have don't... a good point though i yeah. i get what you're saying yeah
0: i don't think i necessarily agree with it but i i think it's an interesting point of
1: view yeah i don't i don't think it's a romance film Yeah, that's the thing like It's like the shape of water and then, you know, the posters of them holding each other and all that stuff. But it's like, it's all very very misleading to where it's not, it's not really about like, it's a romanticized idea. And that, in that way, I think it's a romance film. (laughs) Like, I think it's definitely there's an idea of it, but I like, there's like that one scene that I I don't like it because I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or not, Mm -hmm. but it's like that dance segment there's oh, like a yeah. like weird thing where she starts singing yeah. and then yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. she, her and the monster are like dancing to like a big band and it's yeah. like all majestic and black and white and stuff <laughs> I,
0: I had mentally checked out long before that scene yeah, seen, yeah. But.
1: But, but the thing is that she's having these things and she's singing that song to the monster at the table yeah. and stuff but it's like it's not him like oh it's like we're in love he's yeah. just saying like I'm, I'm eating fucking eggs <laughs> you know
0: and it's her though. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> so, so what? So what do you think it is then? If it's not a
1: romance, if it's not romance. I think it's just, a, a, just a, it's a fairy tale. It's just a fantasy like drama film. thing Yeah, yeah. It's a period piece, fantasy that happens to have a monster and a crazy woman that can't
0: talk in <laughs> it. Do you think she's really crazy though? I mean, she falls no, in no, love. She, she's,
1: she, I mean, she's not. Uh, I think
0: because I, I, I think part of the you know part part of the thing of the movie is that like establish it's it's asking that interesting question that we ask sometimes. I. I liked more how the Planet of the Apes trilogy asked it, you know, something that's not human, how do you consider it human or what do you do like how how how, how many times like what kind of questions do you ask to figure out whether something that isn't technically human actually is human or if you treat it like human or something. I like how Planet of the Apes handles it. This movie tries to tackle it too and I don't really care for how it tackles it because it tackles it through the romance of a fucking mute woman and a water monster and it's just not for me Uh, but like i that's part of the movie is that like it's you know it's this water monster and they don't even give him a name he's just you know the monster like the aqua monster or whatever and so like do you think the movie was i guess maybe trying to do that like well I i mean i think it was but like do you think the movie was any i don't know did it have any depth to it with that where it was trying to be like hey, this thing isn't a human, or at least it isn't seen as a human. So, like, th- one of the characters, Eliza, is trying to... Cr- she's crossing that threshold uh-huh. of loving something that isn't a human, uh-huh. like, in a romantic way. Uh-huh. And they're treating it like it's not a human, but, like, like how should we treat it? I don't, I don't fucking know what I'm saying. Well, what the... do you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking rambling. I think I think that... Trying plan... to fill airtime.
1: I think, you know, playing the apes or is... is very different because Planet of the Apes is a little bit more heavy handed with it. Um and also Planet of the Apes, you have characters that move and talk yeah. and have human <laughs> that that are, like I mean it's very obvious it's like, well, they have too many human characteristics. It's like a yeah. heavy side of argument. This one is like there's so little yeah. human humanity to this monster, but there's still so much humanity to him because he does walk on two legs. He does understand at least to a certain way. And he's humanoid esque Mm -hmm. So I think that it's more of an argument. This one it's like, well, does he understand or does he not? Yeah. Um, To her, he fully understands. And by the end of the film, he does understand because you have have the happy ending and you tie up all up with a bow. But there's a lot in the film. I think that he's trying to get the point across that, you're supposed to ask yourself like it's something that after i left i was like i don't know if that's what he's trying to go for but more i think about it is that he's trying to get a, across the idea throughout the film where you're supposed to kind of be thinking like like should she be doing all this yeah like should she be capturing this thing like she's clearly in over her fucking head like yeah. she doesn't know what the hell she's doing she's acting mm-hmm. She's doing it um and uh It's like that one line that she says to uh, Richard Jenkins whenever she's talking to him. And what does she say? She says, um, she doesn't say it, but she signs to him. It's like, you know, we can either act or not act. Like what makes us any, any better if we let, if we don't do the right thing and let, Oh, okay. die you know yeah the, what cla- makes... the classic question yeah well, <laughs> what, like, what if makes we it...
0: don't act and something happens
1: well but not that but it's like what makes it not human like yeah what, what, it's a living thing like should we care it's like just like if it was if you look at it as, as a pet if you look at this movie as it being a dog mm-hmm. and there's a dog getting tortured inside of a <laughs> inside of a um shelter yeah and you try to break this dog out and then a chick just started banging the dog <clears throat> <laughs> <And> then <laughs> um <and> then uh <laughs> then be like okay I, I think it's supposed to be more like that it's like it's a creature it like doesn't understand yeah. or is it just doing what's in its nature and understanding like mm-hmm. like people worshipped it because it was different yeah like in the amazon
0: but like i think part of the reason or, or i think part of the thing that we discovered that another thing there might have been worshiping it for is that of the qualities that it has because uh richard jenkins character at one point gets hurt and he heals it yeah or, or the monster heals, heals richard jenkins mm-hmm. and touches him on the arm where he had like a wound at and he even touches him on the head where he's going bald some of his hair and goes like some of his hair grows back mm-hmm. and uh so do you think that's probably something that happened in the Amazon Oh yeah, too? well like I, think, their... I,
1: think they, I think they mentioned that. Oh, did they? Or something like that. Well, yeah, it's like, oh, that's why I think you're a god. I think whenever he gets oh, okay. shot, yeah. Michael Shannon's like, oh, maybe you are a god. Yeah, so he yeah. he back like... up. Because he seems bit. like, yeah.
0: yeah, he seems like he's probably invincible or something. Yeah. that if he can come back from a bullet, like multiple bullets. Yeah,
1: right. Um,
0: do you think an animal would, like, I don't fucking know enough about the animal world. So I don't know if this has ever happened before. Do you think he could be considered kind of an animal then if like does not, does not show more human characteristics of him. If he noticed not only that someone was hurt, but even that they had something they didn't like about themselves. Mm -hmm. And he, he gives them that gift of Mm -hmm. like, he he heals them. So he's like, Hey, you're hurt here. This will help. Let me heal you. But Hey, I've also noticed you don't like being bald here. Let me touch your head and heal that for you. So like, so not only does he heal them, when his life, quote unquote, is in danger, because it's not, but like he, you know, he's probably he could probably pick up on that that hey, this guy's hurt, let me help him real quick. But he even notices that like hey, he doesn't like being bald, mm-hmm. let me give him this gift. Like, do you think that hints toward more towards his humanity more so
1: than like a regular animal? No, because uh, like I said earlier about like how dog can sense if you're in pain or you're sad, it comes to comfort yeah. you. But like him giving him hair was just by accident, those powers are still over Hilda's arm because there's that scene later on whenever he's about to leave and Richard Jenkins takes his hand and tries to use it on his head to to get more hair like before he jumps into the water to leave. Richard Jenkins takes his hand and puts it on top of his head so he could get a little bit more of the juice on top of his head. So I, he d- could... I
0: didn't think he was doing it because of that. I just, I just thought he was saying bye. like no. That's how they said hey and
1: bye to each other. Yeah.
0: But then the monster at one point actually touched him there to help him but, like, I just... On think, accident, I yeah. think. Though. I well, think it was just... Well, I, I, didn't think, I didn't think it was
1: on accident. And then he did that, and then it was just kind of, like, I think, because... I think that was supposed to be a comedic cue, because he does that, and then he's like, uh And then he kind of just, like, walks off. You want him to, like... I didn't notice it that way. Because he takes huh. his hat off, also, I think, yeah. and does it, and... I didn't think he was trying to get more So I think he just, like, out of it. yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting way to read it. I, I didn't read it like that. I yeah. just thought he was... Because there's his his healing quality only really kicks in when uh his like when his like blue light yeah like lights Mm -hmm. lights up on his body Mm -hmm. and so there i think i thought there was like multiple times where he was touching they were touching each other's head and it wasn't doing that and it was just because that's like how they said like hey or that's how they communicated kind of um the one part specifically where it did light up where he used it was when he Healed him and then touched his head to like also give him a nice yeah gift. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't think at the end though he was like trying to like hey let me get some more of that before you leave real quick. Uh,
1: I think he was hoping for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it just wasn't because you're just like oh yeah I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I, I but that I mean then he jumps. I didn't read really it like that at all. Yeah. So.
0: And then he jumps in the water and what what did you think about the <sighs> the scars turning in the gills? Do you think I that it was clever?
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. That's clever.
0: I thought, was, I thought it was one of the dumbest things i've ever seen in a movie you're like happy you <laughs> fuck you and just say, shut up <laughs> damn it no i uh, may, maybe it's because i knew too much about the movie i mean I, did, I didn't even think i knew that much about the movie oh. i thought it's a movie about a girl that falls in love with a monster from the water or whatever yeah. uh, so in the very beginning where we're, we're introduced to the scars and i was like do not fucking tell me those things are going to turn into gills. Yeah, I mean, Don't fucking do it. I didn't, I didn't think it. about that earlier. I do yeah. not. Because they look, you know, it's three
1: of them and they, they look yeah. like gills. So yeah, I'm just right. like,
0: yeah, that's absolutely what it's going to be. They're going to turn into
1: gills. And then. I just felt like that's why she would be like, she would feel connected to him because he yeah. has gills also. So it's I, like another mirror. Image I would have been why, fine
0: with that if it yeah. was just a mirror image. Yeah. If it was like, hey, we share something like yeah. this. But, like, they literally turn into the gills at the end of the movie, and I was like, what the fuck ever. Yeah, so they are just Uh, (laughs) like... Exactly. No, uh... Fuck, what what was I going to say? Gills... something... I don't fucking know. (laughs) No, uh, (laughs) so anyways... (laughs) yeah oh no um we even get the story of her scars at one point but it's like a really vague story it's just like yeah it happened when i was younger right and they found me on like the side of the river or something so i thought like it was going to tie into him and be Mm -hmm. like oh shit like they met when she was younger or something and so they're going to know each other and they didn't do anything about that but which is which is fine but (laughs) (laughs) i i I thought they were going to do something i was like so is that i was like did she get the scar from him? and so maybe that's how like one i don't know. Mm-hmm. anyways they turn in the she has scars on her neck and they kiss underwater at the end of the movie and they turn in the gills and yeah. she can breathe underwater so yes that's cool <laughs> i guess um yeah michael so i mean michael shannon was cool you liked his character in oh that was great yeah yeah i thought
1: that was just chewing scenery the whole time i thought he was really good yeah um how did you think about the amp up and violence like, throughout the film. I knew that some people had a problem with, like, there's some scenes near the end and it starts getting, like, kind of... It gets more violent. Yeah. yeah. Like, near the end. Like, there's some violence that happens earlier, but just, like, cranks it up a lot near the end.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, um... I thought it was fine. It was, it was okay. I... Did you I, like the
1: makeup effects or blood effects? Like I, I did, get yeah. Shot through the mouth? I, I
0: liked was... that part just because they... Not even because it looks cool, but it was used interestingly in keeping with the theme of what the movie was with, like, an underwater kind of, like, character. Mm-hmm. And so the guy's, like, shot through the mouth, mm-hmm. and then Michael Shannon, like, grabs him and, like, hooks his finger through it. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, it's like a fish getting fish. to it. Like, yeah. oh, that's cool. like it drags it, I, Yeah, I like the little idea of it. Um, I mean, other than that, I, I like what they were... I liked how his, uh, Michael Shannon's, like, fingers looked. Mm-hmm. Like, they just kept getting black, and then he just, like, breaks them off at one point yeah. as they're completely fucking, like putrid and they're not healing and anything so yeah like i thought it looked gross and it was kind of weird and like it was it was well done um most of the makeup stuff i was impressed with was just the monster though like how the monster looked It looked really cool especially uh the like it looked just as good in the water Mm -hmm. as it did out of the water Mm -hmm. it even had like operating like i think multiple like lids on the eyes for like almost like what an alligator or crocodile might have where, yeah, they, right. mm-hmm. where they have the multiple things um yeah it all looked really good and then like the lights that would like his like different parts of his body would light up and stuff turn blue. Yeah, yeah that was that was really cool um some like i like some of the choreography that happened in it too like the dance number was mm-hmm. like you know it was kind of funny and there was like decent enough dancing in it i i really liked uh I liked Eliza in the beginning, where she goes over to Richard Jenkins' house or whatever, whatever his character's name is. Um, goes over to the apartment, hangs out with him for a second. They watch the tap dancing thing, and then she like leaves, and she's like walking down the hall, and she like does a little like quick tap tap dancing thing real quick. I was like, oh, that's cute. Like she's she she knows how to tap dance. That's yeah. pretty cool. But
1: well, they did a little tap dance while they were sitting down. Also. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah.
0: They were sitting on the couch, and it was like a La La Land esque thing where yeah. they were like sitting next to each other and moving their feet and stuff. Yeah. It was uh it was, it was cool. I, I honestly wish there was more of that. I wish mm-hmm. there was more of like her doing more stuff like that. Or it would have been awesome if there was like, I mean, it probably wouldn't have required too much skill to do it. At least from the actor, because they probably just would have did a lot of computer stuff. But like an underwater dance scene or something, or like something with them being in the water doing stuff together or something. Because they they built up to where it was like. It might have been something like that where she like floods the bathroom and so like she blocks everything up and it builds up and I was like, Oh cool, that like they might show them like doing something on a life doesn't work like that, doesn't, <laughs> That does not work in life. You cannot you cannot <laughs> Yeah, that's not how yeah. <laughs> you can't uh <laughs> you can't fill a whole room with water like that. <laughs> yeah. It was uh you know, it's a fucking fairy tale though, Yeah, so. exactly. that's yeah. what I was trying to take with this movie. I was just trying to be like whatever. It's supposed to be like it's supposed to be a story, and like you're not supposed to take a lot of it too seriously. So I tried to keep that in mind while watching it, but yeah, and that that's not even the realism part of it isn't what killed it for me. It's just I didn't think I didn't think of it. enough of it was interesting to. It just I was bored out of my mind.
1: Yeah, couldn't do it. Oh man, yeah, I don't see how the movie's boring at all. <laughs>
0: i just yeah the characters i don't like any of the characters and i don't like them enough to make me invested in them and their story and what's going on so
1: like this movie like i wasn't bored in like justice league i was bored in a movie you shouldn't be fucking bored I was, I was bored as fuck during <laughs> i wasn't justice bored league. in justice league I was so fine fucking bored <laughs> like i didn't give a fuck about any of it yeah any of the characters like i should <laughs> i know these characters yeah don't give a fuck about them. You know, no, this one, it's like, I don't know these characters and am invested in it cause it's different and everything looks so great. And I think the movie just keeps on moving. I think the pace is really good in it. And it's, 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 you know, kind of a tragic tale in of itself, you know, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. So I think that, uh, that's what I really liked about it. Um, I don't think that it's as good as Pan's Labyrinth or Devil's Backbone oh, okay. or everything like that. Um, but I think that that's it's a really solid entry into his into his filmography.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, that's the thing. It's that like, it's not so much that I think, like I said earlier, I don't think this is a bad movie. Mm. I just don't like any of it, and mm. uh, I'm extremely blown away by the high critic praise that it's received uh, since it's you know uh, run in like the festivals and everything. Like it's, I expected it to be. I, I want maybe, like I I just went in with like really I didn't go in with too high expectations mm-hmm. I was like this did really good at festivals if anything I should just really like it like maybe even even if I don't like it as much I should still probably really like it mm-hmm. and yeah I just couldn't get into it I was pretty bored but uh I mean yeah I'll just keep saying that I was bored um I like maybe yeah like other other people have. Would they seem to like it so i mean you, you liked it mm-hmm. I, I the pacing definitely didn't like i just felt like nothing was really happening like she the first half of the movie is just like her working at the place and going back and forth there every day and getting to know the monster a little more and i just felt like there wasn't enough character development in there for me to like really like hey they meet and they hang out and she gives them an egg and they listen to music I'm like that's it like there's there not just, just just didn't seem like there was a lot going
1: on for me, so. I disagree with that. Yeah. I I think there was. I think I think with that you needed that you know didn't need to heavily establish it too much, but establish it enough that they you hang, have them hang out a couple times. You montage the rest of it. Yeah. T- kind of time lapse it, and then like she breaks them out and keeps them moving um I, yeah I think, I think.
0: But, but it just moves to their apartment
1: where again nothing is happening because they're just like
0: bonding even more yeah and then fucking at one point i'm like all right like what's gonna happen next yeah what
1: <laughs> just... what's it, what's she supposed to do <sighs> i don't know yeah exactly. <laughs> go, <laughs> go on the road with it or something she, I don't can. fucking... she can't keep from or keep away from <laughs> water okay. for that long
0: there's rivers and stuff they can go like just throw him in a van, get him in some water, and go to a lake and visit that or something. I don't know. No, know he needs salt water he needs he? salt water. Yeah, so go to the fucking beach. They were they they're waiting for
1: the they were waiting for the uh runoff. Oh my
0: god. Okay. It sure. carries him back into the sure. ocean.
1: They can't just like take him to the beach like sure. walk off into the ocean. Sure. <laughs>
0: um so is that is that it the music was pretty cool. I like the music in it though. Mm-hmm. The music was nice. Um it got a little too Paris-y accordion for me at yeah. a certain points. I like it. At it the, was, yeah. it was endearing. I enjoyed it.
1: I think it just connects to the French records she would listen to yeah. and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, yeah, the uh,
0: musical like mood and theme that was already established. The score seemed to be keeping in with that pretty well yes and with the story and the time period and everything it seemed to seem to fit really well that was one of the parts that i did enjoy about the movie Mm -hmm. for the most part right there was a little there was a couple of times where they'd be like sitting across from each other and it'd be like just fucking accordions for a second like god damn i don't need that much but i understood like that was the style that it would make sense for so right are you are you looking at who did the music
1: yeah alexandre desplat um (laughs) desplat I that think that's how weird. you say it. He did, um, Display. he's done a lot. Uh, I'm trying to if he worked with him at all before this. I think this may have been the first one they've done together, maybe. Display. But he did, um, uh, Yeah, to shape of water. Um, let me see. He did, I don't know, he's worked on a bunch of like. He did like Argo. He worked on Harry Potter, The Deathly Hollows. He did the music oh. for both of those. Uh, King's <laughs> Speech, Tree of Life. Um, he's done, Moonrise Kingdom and um, Grand Bud- Grand Budapest Hotel, and I think The Fantastic Mr. Fox. He's worked with Wes Anderson a few times. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, Sweet Revenge. Yeah, so he does. He does. Uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. He's worked with Fincher before. Oh, okay. Uh, he's done one of the Twilight movies. Looks like. Hmm. So yeah, he's, he's he's been around for a bit. Cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, he did he did okay in this one. I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. anything like super crazy, or I'm not gonna go out and rush him by the score right somewhere, but it was all right. Um, I don't know. You got anything else?
1: I think I think that's all. Okay. What would you give the award to? Uh, I give it to Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Um, just cause the movie is over it's just overflowing with creativity and everything that he does just yeah. like, like, you know, he, he's so heavy handed in his films, um, production wise, um, that he has notebooks filled with just drawings and things. Okay. Oh, really? ca- he comes with all the character designs. Seems like he is a like really that. creative guy. I do. Yeah. I do like that about yeah. him. But, and so it just like, f- it feels like him. It feels like he has all like the weird, like Guillermo del Toro type stuff. And yeah. I think this is like probably compared to his other films. I think that this is, or maybe crimson peak this may be like the least like crazy like design wise because other than the monster it's like everything else is just like 1950s type Mm -hmm. diner and yeah yeah government facilities and stuff like that yeah so there's not like pan's labyrinth we have all these monsters and all kinds of hellboy one or two where you have all these monster designs yeah but still it, it still feels so much like him and his writing and everything i He's just such an inventive creative director gotcha. and writer. Um yeah. just person. So uh yeah, I would give it to Guillermo del Toro, Cool. Gotcha.
0: Um I'm just gonna give it to uh the monster. The not even Michael Shannon. <laughs> not even Michael Shannon. Just just the monster, man. Uh just his suit. I really fucking like that suit. I really like the costume of it, the design of it and everything. It looks really that was my favorite part of the movie when it would come up i'd be like oh man that looks so fucking cool mm-hmm. i'd be bored out of my mind but i was like damn that looks really fucking cool though mm-hmm. um i really like the design of it and i mean this the special effects in general the makeup you know as, as i said earlier it was all pretty decent anyways so i mean maybe just that the award goes to but uh specifically the monster design really liked it wish i could have seen more of it and the because you see it in the water for a little bit like it swims up to the tank and it's like, touches his hand on the tank, and Eliza touches it back, and then you see it, like, chained up, like, in the pool, and it's swimming around a little bit, but, you like, I, I don't know, I didn't get to see it, like, living in the water that much, and I would, I would have enjoyed that. I would have enjoyed seeing the monster live in its own world for a second, instead mm-hmm. of just in our world, mm-hmm. in
1: the artificial world place that we put him in and stuff, i mean there but... should sure just be him fucking swimming around like <laughs> he's doing anyways so. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
0: i i think it would have been like more i think it would have been more interesting to see it in the natural environment to see mm-hmm. him and like uh, swimming in a river for a second or just you know like swooping in like doing his stuff you know swimming around other creatures and seeing how other creatures react to him. and yeah i just think that would have been cool mm-hmm. um, i understand i understand why they wouldn't do it plot wise like you just introduce him as he's being brought to the facility there's no fucking reason to have a whole scene it'd feel, it'd feel really out of place too if like you show the team going to abduct him from the amazon yeah, river right. like it'd be really weird sure. uh but this it, is something that i would have liked to see in uh but yeah that's what my award will go to right. so uh shape of water by Go ahead and say his name, Guillermo del Toro. I hate trying to pronounce it, so there you go. <laughs> so such a fun <laughs> name to say, it is. I like, I like saying that name. Um, so we'll go to recommendation corner. Yes. You Got anything to recommend?
1: Um, I recommend At Home with Monsters, which is one of the two Guillermo del Toro books they put out. Um, based on his like work and stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's oh, oh, not like a novel. That no, he wrote, no, it's but... not like The Strain. Like he wrote uh, The Strain or co-wrote The Strain, but this is like the actual thing about like a. It's, it focuses on his movies. So it focuses a lot on Bleak House. Basically, whenever he makes a movie, whenever he gets his cut of the money, whenever he gets you know paid back yeah. for the film, or whatever, yeah. he takes half of it, and gives it to his wife. Okay. And he's like, "All right, you take this. Get whatever you need for the house. Rest is yours. Whatever. I'm taking this half. This half is mine. I can do whatever I want with it. Okay. And I, he has a house that's two minutes away, another house from his family <laughs> house called Bleak House. Okay. And it's where he has like all of his nerd shit. Yeah. Like he has like fucking monster figures, a whole bunch of Frankenstein collectibles and <laughs> okay. like his his library is there. Um and it looks like it's always raining in there. It's like LED screens or whatever. And huh. it's like raining and it always sounds like raining and that's his library. Yeah. And he has like he had like the world's greatest has the world's greatest um wax sculpture person in the world. He has different like wax dummies during, like throughout there like highly highly detailed. ones. he has an HP <laughs> Lovecraft one. Okay. He has one of uh uh Boris Karloff being put into the Frankenstein makeup, so it's like <laughs> the Boris Karloff is like shirtless and has like the cup and yeah. tea, and he has like he has like the Frankenstein masking applied to him, and huh. like the guy putting it on there. He has like an Edgar Allan Poe, he, um in his like theater room. Um, On the couch, he has uh, Reagan from uh, The Exorcist. Oh, okay. And she's, like, in a blanket, so he, like, sits there and watches, like, movies with her or whatever. (laughs) Like, there's all kinds of weird shit and stuff, and it kind of, like, shows, like, his collectibles and all these different things. Oh, okay. So, yeah. He's... uh... It's, it's pretty cool to see like so all what, the different stuff. So what what's the book then? At home with monsters.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the, what is what does the book explore? Just like different like it's kind of just behind the scenes thing of the house? Yeah, it shows it? like oh, the okay. house
1: the like, things he has and it talks about like his movies a bit. Do you, and have, that, you have that around here? Mm-hmm. Like you have oh okay. In there. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I have both his books. I have the other book also that's like a bunch of reprinted pages from his notebook. Oh, okay. Like it has like all his like drawings and yeah. you know, uh descriptions about like what how things are going to move and what yeah. they're going to be and all that stuff cool. that, that's a really good one also
0: that sounds but, really cool yeah. like i like his imagination i yeah. like the way everything kind of like the gothic kind of weird stuff that he of. Mm-hmm. it looks really cool that sounds sounds interesting yeah Not yeah yeah. Sure about. yeah where'd you get that from
1: uh i, I got it for christmas actually but uh, they oh, have nice. it in books a million i um i know that's where chris got his oh, okay um my buddy chris has it also yeah um did he go see shape of water with you yeah me and him when i saw so, he uh, like it yeah he, he liked it a lot oh, okay. um he liked it he thought it was he thought was really good. he thought it was as good as crimson peak which a lot of people don't like but he he thinks is really good okay um he but he thought he thinks it's not like his best film right yeah. like that but he thought it was good cool Okay.
0: Yeah. is he a big torah fan yeah oh
1: yeah. okay yeah, he's, cool. he's a big tour fan gotcha right?
0: cool all right um so my recommendation, I'll keep it quick. Uh, I think I actually talked about it in the last episode, but only for a second. I got to finish it, so I'm going to officially recommend it now. It's a Amazon original TV show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel.
1: Yeah, I keep on hearing about this. It's really, really good. Fucking good. Yeah. It's uh been nominated for some stuff, I guess. Yeah, Josh McCuga from Collider was uh, talking really heavily about like real high praise about it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's it's
0: really good. It's um it it tells an interesting story of a lady named midge mazel in the uh 50s ish kind of thing i think it's like 55 or something um she's this jewish lady who uh went to college and she really likes like she's a really funny kind of gal and she like when she talks with people she's like always cracking jokes and she's like telling stories and people like oh and they're like listening to her like oh this is really funny she's awesome she's got like a magnetic kind of personality um but she marries a guy has two kids and becomes very much the epitome of like the 50s home wife mother kind of just taking care of everything taking care of the husband pleasing him to no end indulging him in whatever he likes co- cooking dinner taking care of the kids all this kind of stuff and like so the guy works and he uh he he works at a like some kind of business but he also wants to be a standup comedian and so, like, he goes and does his own stuff, and she, like, helps out as much as possible. She goes and, like, takes notes for him, and she's like, hey, so here's how people respond to your jokes that you were saying. And, like, she takes in, like, a pot roast to the person who owns the club, and it's just like, hey, can we get a better time slot for my husband to perform? Here's a pot roast. Do you want that? <laughs> like, it's just, like, she's helping him as much as she can, and he's, like, not good. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so uh, she's actually the funny one and so like the whole idea of the whole uh at least the first season of the show is that within the first episode he leaves her and she like kind of loses her shit and actually goes and like gets drunk and performs at the place that he does stand up and she goes up and just like grabs the mic one night and starts like ranting and she's like in a really wet raincoat like drunk off a bottle of wine just like spewing shit and people are like dying laughing just Mm -hmm. like cracking up like crazy and uh the one of the people who owns the bar like hears her and it's like hey you're really fucking good like this kind of talent and stand-up comes like once in a decade and you're it so she's the lady's like i'm gonna be your manager and you're going like we're gonna do this and she's like all right so the whole uh it's eight episodes and the whole thing is like her midge trying to define herself and explore her new life of like i'm not gonna be with my husband because he like fucking left me so I've got to figure out how to be a mother to, like, kids that I right. have, which isn't a big part of the show. Like, it's actually not too big of a focus, like, her taking care of her kids because she kind of has her parents to help out, too. Mm. But a lot of it is, like, her trying to uh, – she, like, enters the workforce for the first time, and she's going and performing at stand-up clubs, like, every night of the week and just trying to figure out, like, what her, you know, tight 10 is going to be. Like right, she needs sure. Like, a good tight 10 to, like – like, fucking get in there, tell some jigs get out. And there's, it's just really good stuff. The, I can't remember the main characters, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but I think she was in, she was either in Gilmore Girls or she had something to do with it because the show is, I think, from the creators of Gilmore Girls. Okay. And, uh, it's, it's really funny though. I never watched the Gilmore Girls, but, mm. uh, I've heard, I've heard, like, okay things about it. But this one's, like, super funny and it's an interesting. Viewpoint on like stand-up comedy, just like how the world of that works and what, especially back in the fifties, like who all went around trying to. I don't think any of them are like really name, like actually named stand-up celebrities. Right. They they like reference some in the in the show, but I don't think any of them that are actually portrayed in the show like are famous ones. I think they're just like fictional characters. But no, it's it's really good. There's eight episodes on Amazon. It's only the first season. It's called the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. It's really—I'm pretty sure it's going to be another season. Yeah. Right. Um, it's pretty solid. So yeah, cool. definitely, definitely worth yeah, checking I've
1: out. I've been hearing really good things about it. Yeah,
0: it's really—I yeah. just like randomly checked it out because I was like bored one night and saw it on Amazon. I was like, "What
1: the hell is this?" Like, fuck oh, it, all right. right, I'll just
0: watch it. Let me see what it is. And within the first five minutes, I was like, "Fuck, this is really good." One yeah. well, one of the things that I do like about it is that, um like it's there's something that i do like and something that i don't like so something that i don't like about it is that it gets very the writing of it the dialogue feels really fake sometimes because it's extremely rapid fire Mm. and so like i don't know if this is something that they're trying to do because a lot of the characters in there are jewish but like the people say stuff to each other and they repeatedly say it and so they'll say the same thing over and over again Mm -hmm. and like they say the same, it's almost like a it's a more exaggerated version of like Seinfeld or okay. like if you know of a Seinfeld joke is mm-hmm. going and right. they keep on saying the same thing over and over again and that's kind of the funny part of it is that they keep saying the same thing over and over again that's what this show does but it doesn't it like almost every scene on every episode on there like it just it it gets carried away with it so right. that can get old sometimes but one of the things I do like about the show I, one of my favorite things is that there are a buttload of long takes in it because they like it's not even anything like really heavily choreographed but they just let the camera roll and they let the actors it's not even improv either like it's they know what they're saying they have a script but they let the camera roll and they let all the actors like live in the frame of the camera for a second and so like people are walking in they're walking out like other people are coming in to say stuff like there's a conversation going on and the camera and they'll like take it from this room to this room and the camera follows them and it's all really well done mm-hmm. like, and they just there's almost every scene just about every scene in the show is a fucking long take right it'll be it'll like it won't cut away for like a minute mm-hmm. and people will just be having a conversation it's really well done too i'm not sure who the director is of uh like i don't know if it's like the same director on almost every episode because right. they look really pretty similar, pretty similar. Yep. so whoever established that kind of frame for it they followed it pretty well mm-hmm. and uh, it stays pretty consistent throughout the show.
1: So this is your second favorite show next to Walking Dead. No, <laughs> <Nah. laughs> no, but
0: uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's uh, definitely one of the better shows I've seen this year. So that's been really nice. It was a nice surprise. It just came out of nowhere. Um, nice. Yeah, Amazon it's original. Amazon original. Yep. It's on there. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, cool. Check it out. And I think I got a lost update real quick for Megan. Let's see. Because I texted her earlier. She got back to me um so she's just ticked off that uh remember the flash forwards that i talked about last time yeah she is like getting confused it's fucking all get out and she's really pissed off about it (laughs) she's uh she's like yeah she's like i can't handle this it's fucking crazy there's too much stuff going on because there's flashbacks under flash forwards and then the new people that are on the island now that were quote unquote coming to save them uh she's getting like a bad vibe from them because they're all kind of weird and the they found out that in, the survivors on the island found out that everyone off the island thinks that oceanic flight 81115 crashed and everyone was dead because there was like news articles about it and stuff and they said they found the plane and all the bodies. So now all the survivors on the island they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? like right. we're alive. <laughs> and off the island everyone's like, yeah oceanic 815 yeah crashed all those people died that's so sad and like so no one knows what's going on with that so she's confused with that uh she thinks it's a cover-up from the dharma initiative which i will neither confirm nor deny um
1: yeah that means means it is it is (laughs) (laughs) dharma did everything (laughs) um
0: yeah maybe it's uh yeah she's she's in her regular state of being with that show which is confused I've got to figure out how she can finish it, though, too, because I guess it's getting taken off of Netflix soon. And oh, she's wow. only on, like, season four. And I have season four and season five on Blu-ray, so I don't have a season six. Maybe I can, maybe I can get season six on Blu-ray and get it to her sometime. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we got to figure out something because she's not going to be able to watch it once it gets taken off so i've got i've got the other two seasons i'll get the tour but that's lost with uh, megan she's more than halfway done she's yeah, on season four it's pretty good yeah there's only uh, six seasons so she's getting there she'll probably have it done in the next couple months yeah. um that's it for that though uh let's see yep that's it for everything um anyone has any questions comments or concerns they can hit us up on the usual spots twitter facebook Uh, and the award goes to podcast you can email us at gmail and the award goes to podcast at gmail.com that's and the award goes to podcast all one word at gmail.com hit us up with whatever questions you have i'll probably make a facebook post about this later on too those usually seem to get a little bit more um attention from folks but i want to know what people's like favorite movies of 2017 were Cause like we said earlier, we're going to be our next episode is probably going to be the top 10. Yeah. So we're both going to have our own individual top 10 movies of yeah. 2017 that we're going to go over bit by bit yeah. and talk about, and we'll have some honorable mentions and yeah, some other stuff to some other categories. Yeah, that some we'll... other miscellaneous categories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that'll probably be our next episode before we launch fully into 20. I mean, there's still some 2017 movies I want to see. But, uh, yeah, but they w-
1: aren't going to get released until January, mid-January. Yeah. Which we'll review those because it's fuck you. It's January, meaning no new good <laughs> movies are coming out. It's yeah. about whatever studios put out all their shit pile films. Yeah, yeah, like fucking Liam Neeson train movie that looks really bad. <laughs> you see the previews for that? I didn't. Oh, no. it looks no. really bad. I'll take your word for it. There,
0: the one I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say on the podcast though... Uh, I was talking to you about it before, Annie. You were just like, whatever. <laughs> the one thing I came out of the movie theater really excited about when I saw The Shape of Water was a preview for a movie called A Quiet Place mm-hmm. with Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Yeah. That looks amazing.
1: Yeah. It looks so fucking cool. You gotta be cool. really quiet because there's creatures, allegedly, so... I guess. Oh, and if you make man. any noise, and they know yeah. where you are. Which... Yeah. It's pretty common with everything, but I mean, I guess it's extreme. I'm like, yeah, I usually make a lot of noise. You can tell where you are, but I mean, it's an extreme. I'm just sitting here wondering, an extreme like, amount. I'm just sitting yeah. here wondering,
0: like, so none of them snore when they sleep. Yeah. Hopefully, they're not farting or anything. Like, the best thing in happens preview when they sneeze. Is they don't really
1: make noise. The kid catches the fucking house on fire. Also, but he like knocks it over. It's like, yeah, it's I know. Like... And then it shatters and it catches fire. It's like. <laughs> You're fucking up on every level right so now. so fucking good. Yeah, I don't know
0: what it is because, like, I thought it was people at one point. I was like, wait a minute, are these people getting hun- hunted by other people? And then there's this really weird shot of, like, a staircase with, like... Claw marks. Claw marks. Mm. And I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck? And, uh, yeah, the whole movie, like, the whole, uh, the whole preview is, like, everyone's communicating through, like, sign language. So, like, you see them sitting around the dinner table and they're talking... Uh, when they walk somewhere outside, they're walking barefoot on like sand that they poured out of bags. Yeah. So like they don't crunch leaves underfoot. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's super interesting. I thought that was yeah. so fucking I don't interesting. Know, it could be good. They're playing Monopoly with like little pieces of cloth yeah. and like rolling the dice on like the carpet, so it yeah. doesn't make it. God damn. It looks so fucking. Yeah.
1: Cool. This seems definitely interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. the preview. I got excited for was the new Wes Anderson film. Really? Yeah. Ugh. I like Wes Anderson. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't like Wes Anderson. Look
1: but... how look how crazy and creative it looks. Like, <sighs> look at it. Yeah, I'm good. Owl Dog, <laughs> of Dogs.
0: I'm good. I just can't stand his, like... Especially in that trailer for that movie, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, I can't take it. He's too... He's too exact with his camera shots, and it feels unnatural for me.
1: Like, he... Well, it's he supposed to th- feel unnatural, because I don't think that he is exact as much as he just sets the camera down in a weird angle what, or like a real thing. It, <laughs> it
0: doesn't even feel like he does, or at least in this movie, it didn't feel like he was doing any weird angles. Cause everything was like 100% yeah, completely centered. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah, that's i meant to say. I by, couldn't find By that it. being weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's like, I mean, I guess that it is weird cause it's like offsetting in that way yeah. or something, but yeah, no, I wasn't really excited for that movie. it used to be great. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll do an episode on it. We're, Definitely doing an episode on a on, on a quiet place. Yeah. I have got to say oh my god, god, I'm excited for that. Yeah. But we'll yeah, we'll trade off. You have to go see a quiet place and then I have to go see the dog movies. So. Yeah. Yeah, you see all <laughs> we'll, dogs. when when's the, when's the dog movie come out? February. Oh, okay. So that'll be sooner than because the Quiet Place comes out in April. Yeah. I was literally when I saw this, I was like, Is this a fucking Cloverfield movie? What's going on mm-hmm. here? And it could be, it's but it like doesn't yeah, movie. it doesn't have Cloverfield in the name. It yeah, I'm super that became like my most anticipated movie of twenty eighteen. Like I know there's other movies coming out and I for superhero movies I just kind of give a pass to them. Like yeah Black Panther, yeah, Aquaman, yeah, Infinity War. Like I'm gonna see those anyways and they're either going to be fun or they're not. Whatever. This is the and you know, solos coming out too, but this is the first movie where I was just like really intrigued. Mm-hmm. I like didn't know anything about it. It came out of nowhere and it looks like such a fucking interesting premise mm-hmm. and it looks intriguing because I don't know what's going on. I like, that's how it like, that's how I want to see. Like, that's why I want to see in trailers. Like I want to be like, Oh, what the fuck's happening? Right. I want to like have that make me want to go see the movie. And I thought that that trailer did it really well. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't, hopefully it's not a big pile of shit, but we'll, we'll find out. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, if anyone's got any other favorite movies of 2017 that they want to get to us, let us know. We'll uh, mention them in the comments of our next episode we do. But I'll, I'll also post this on Facebook so we can get some feedback from some people to see what. there's there was a lot of good movies last year. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm interested to hear Yeah, what people liked.
1: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys uh, next week, probably. Yeah.
1: All right. right. Bye. Bye.